Welcome into Scoops with DannyMac.com. My name is Dan McLaughlin. The Big Ten is back in action this weekend, and the college football season for the Big Ten gets going tonight in Madison, Wisconsin, as the Fighting Illini are back in action. They will take on the Wisconsin Badgers. The Badgers are heavily favored, but remember, they were upset last year in Champaign, and it was a game that Levy Smith and the Illini got their season going. It was that game, an upset, that propelled them to a bowl season. As far as looking back on, you know, last year, it was big for our program. We needed a signature win. They were highly ranked. We were able to, uh, you know, play good enough football to get get the win that day. You know, going into a football season, as far as being disrespected, um, until we become a consistent winner, this is the position we'll be in quite a few times. It's not all bad to be the underdog when people don't have a lot of confidence and what they think you can be. But as I look at our football team, as we look at our football team, um, we made progress last year. We were able, we were a six win team. And I think we're a stronger football team right now. We lost a few guys, but for the most part, our best players are back and we've added uh, quite a few players. So we're excited about seeing exactly how we fit into the landscape in 2020. The man that called that game and so many great moments in 2019, Brian Barnhart. From the middle of the field for James McCourt with four seconds left. Wisconsin 23, Illinois 21. The Badgers have no timeouts. They can't stop it. McCourt for the win. In the air. It is up. And it is good. Yes. Good. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Back to pass. Lewerke throws to it's intercepted. Picked off by Illinois. They're running the other way. Left sideline 40, 30. It's going to be a pick six. Touchdown. Touchdown. Touchdown, Sydney Brown. Touchdown, Illinois. Oh, my goodness. Takeaway. Touchdown. Holy smokes. Second and goal at the five. 23 seconds left. The Illini looking to the sideline. Gotta hurry. hurry. Let's go. 20 seconds left. 17 seconds left. 15 seconds left. Down to 10. Peters rolls right. Looks to the end zone. Lob. Touchdown. He's got it. He's got a touchdown. Daniel Parker. Daniel Parker with five seconds left. (laughs) Touchdown, Illinois. Peters looked and looked. And looked, and he finally found Daniel Parker open in the end zone. Touchdown, Illinois. And they lead 36-34 with five seconds left. And the Illini are five seconds away from going bowling. Let's go. Look at the marching Illini holding a party in the corner with the Illini faithful in that corner off to our left. That's the voice of Brian Barnhart, and he'll be behind the mic tonight. The voice of the Illini as they take on Wisconsin Big Ten football is back. And always great to visit with Brian. I wasn't sure, Brian, that we would have Big Ten football, but great to hear your voice. I hope you're doing well. Your family is safe and healthy. And uh, are you ready to go? Are you ready for Big Ten football? 
Well, thank you, Dan, for having me on with you. It's great to visit and catch up. Thanks for all your great work you do with, with the Cardinals. Always enjoy your work all summer long. And I know this year was a little bizarre for you as well. And yeah, it's been bizarre this fall. I've, uh, my my wife has been trying to find things for me to do because <laughs> on Saturday afternoons, first time in 20 years, I'm not, you know, I'm not at a football stadium in September, you know, and I, I kept thinking, man, the, the weather's fantastic. We ought to be playing football. And that was really, really hard. And then it was even harder, I think. And you can appreciate this. You know, you're watching other games being played and your conference and your team's not playing. And that makes it extra hard. And so, yeah, even though it's late October and uh, the leaves are, changing or about gone and we're going to be have some cold couple of months here of football i'm just happy to be doing games of any kind anywhere however they want us to do it how are you going to be doing the games how are teams around the big 10 going to be doing these games well it kind of varies from place to place dan uh ohio state uh interestingly announced their radio crew is not going to any game as far as road games and of course each team has eight games plus one depending on where they finish in the standings so for home games, we'll be in our home booth. Uh, there won't be any fans at any of the Big Ten games. So that'll help with the four games. We'll at least be in person, uh, basically limited to five people in our booth uh, for home games and basically go to the press box and stay there uh, and do the game and go home. For the road games, so for Wisconsin coming up tonight, uh, we'll be actually in person. We're not traveling with the team. They left yesterday. Normally they fly, and that's about a 40-minute flight normally. Uh, this time they drove seven buses up there to keep everybody socially distant and to, and to get the team up. Well, I'll drive up tomorrow after my or today after my radio show and, and then uh, do the game, of course, tonight up in Madison. And uh, we'll just show up again in the booth, uh, get our credential, get temperature checked, go in. They told us to stay in the booth and not come out unless you need to use the restroom. And that's uh, basically what we'll do. A couple of road games, Nebraska, I think we're still deciding what to do with that. That's about an eight-hour eight-hour, nine-hour drive. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Rutgers we're definitely doing in studio, which I know you're familiar with with the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, it's a different animal, that's for sure. In terms of, and as you can imagine, a lot of people in St. Louis, alumni base in St. Louis for the Fighting Illini is vast. It's big. Um, they're excited about what Lovey Smith has coming back this year. The transfer portal is big for the Fighting Illini, and last year was a stepping stone in many ways in a positive direction. Um, what can they expect this year out of the Fighting Illini in the uniquest, uh, if that's the right word to describe it, but unique <laughs> circumstances of this football season? Well, absolutely, Dan, and the expectations were pretty high coming in. Even if you go back to the original schedule, they had three home games scheduled, I think Illinois State and Bowling Green and Connecticut, that they were expected to win. They were going to get off to a good start. Some people thought based on the start of the Big Ten original schedule, they could start as good as uh, as well as 5-0 and or 6-0. and uh, As it turns out, obviously those non-conference games are gone. Uh, they're starting uh, at Wisconsin, who's the perennial power in the Big Ten West, and you've got Ohio State at home on the schedule. Uh, so I think the, the expectations are still there for a good season here in this in this short season, but they were, they were pretty high because you got 25 seniors. They had 21 seniors combined the previous two years. So this group has grown up, they've matured, they've taken their lumps. And this was, I know Lovey Smith and his staff are pointing to a really good, solid, nice bowl season uh, and contend for the big 10 West title uh, as everything played out. We'll see if that happens now with all that's happened, but you're right about the transfer portal. Uh, Joshy Matter Bebe came in last year from USC. He was huge, 
had some big catches uh, during the course of the year. Uh, you've got Luke Ford, who's a transfer from Georgia, young man from Carterville, Illinois, which I know you're probably familiar with. Sure. He's a highly touted young man coming in from Georgia, could not play last year, had to sit out. Uh, so those two guys are just tremendous receiver uh, or, or tight end in Luke Ford's case. Uh, Kamari Thompson came in from Missouri, Hightower, Brian Hightower from Miami of Florida. But uh, I would say the receivers are the deepest they've been in quite a while. You have a second-year quarterback transfer in Brandon Peters who had a just got better as the year went on last year. Uh, and so offensively, with the special teams being solid, those are two areas that Illinois is really strong in go, starting the year, and that's why there's a lot of optimism. Brian Barnhart, voice of the Illini, my guest. How has Lovey done in terms of recruiting and getting into Missouri and specifically St. Louis? How do you think it's gone? It's gone pretty well. Of course, uh, one of his assistant coaches was there from uh, from Trinity Catholic that, that came up and uh, joined the staff, and and a uh, good, good, solid young coach. And, of course, Isaiah uh, Williams came out of there uh, from from St. Louis, and they've been able to get some guys from that area, uh, especially here in recent years uh, with the transition. I know Missouri went through getting into the Southeast Conference, and then the transfer of coaches, uh, the change there that was made with with Gary Pinkle and so forth. And so they've been able to make some inroads. And a lot of folks, a lot of parents, of course, remember when Lovey Smith was a defensive uh, coach coordinator down in St. Louis with the Rams and. So there's a lot of connections there. They worked that area very hard uh, and have, have had a lot of success here in recent years getting some kids out of there. I know Illinois and Missouri frequently, you know, clash over the kids trying to get them to come either way. And it kind of goes ebbs and flows with the success of the programs. But I think Lovey and his staff have, have made a concerted effort in St. Louis to to get the players they need out of there. Brian, it may be a tough question for you to answer. I know you love sports. You want to see the kids playing. How do the people along the Big 12 feel about football returning when they're kind of the last one standing along with the Pac-12 to get back into to college football? How, how do people generally feel about uh, the Big 10 coming back to play tonight? Well, I think they, they were upset a little bit because uh, I thought, you know, the Big 10 – um, in a way, kind of got in front in front of its own message or misstepped on their message. Initially, they didn't, uh, you know, they initially announced a schedule. We were going to play a schedule with, uh, you know, just Big Ten games only, as it turned out. And then, uh, then they came out a few days later and said they were going to hold off on fall sports for the rest of the time. And and then we didn't hear anything for a while. And then people kind of made their own assumptions. And I think if they had to do it over again, the conference might, with their messaging on this. You know, they kind of got the cart before the horse and then had to go back and say, no, we're not playing. And then here they are a few weeks later saying, yeah, we are going to play. Uh, so that that caused a lot of, um, I don't know, people just got upset over the, the back and forth on it. You know, it was either wait like the SEC did or wait like the Big 12 did a little bit, see how it plays out. They thought maybe, I think most fans thought they were a little premature uh, with their start. And that was a tough spot for Kevin Warren to be in. I mean, he comes in on the heels of, as you know, Dan, probably the one of the most powerful guys in collegiate sports and any sports uh, in Jim Delaney. And uh, obviously he has to deal with this COVID right out of the right out of the gun in the spring with the Big Ten tournament and the basketball season and, and all of that happened. Uh, so it's not, you know, not his fault in that sense. But I think it was just tough for the league to to get their story out the way they wanted it. And as it turned out, the testing was improved. The chancellors and the presidents came through and. 
eventually said, hey, we can do this properly. Illinois has been on the forefront, the university has, with a saliva test that my daughter who goes to the U of I can get tested twice a week and have results in less than 12 hours. Uh, you know, and so they've really mastered that not only at Illinois, but in other places. And so I think once they deemed it was safe, they got going and I think they can they can go forward now. But uh, fans were getting a little anxious. I have to be honest, Dan, that, you know, they were looking at these other conferences going, OK, now can we get a team in the in the in the college football playoff? Are we going to be a part of anything? How is this spring thing going to work? You know, we're going to be able to going to be starting games in January. There was a lot of angst there. But I think once they settled on this late October start. They're still able to be a part of things, uh, Ohio State in particular, uh, at, at the top of the national consciousness uh, as far as football in the Big Ten. And so I think people are happy now it's getting started. It was uh, You could tell there was a definite step, uh, lift in the step of people around Champaign and I know around the Big Ten when they said, yeah, we're going to start. We've got a date. We're going to do it. You did lead me into my next question. How is testing going for the student-athletes at Illinois? It's going great. Uh, you know, they, they test every day. I know they've got about a, as a tight a bubble as you can, considering, you know, they're, they're students and a lot of the students are doing uh, remote uh, learning at Illinois. Um, most of the classes are that way. So they've been able to keep a pretty tight rein on things and, you know, uh, to get into the oven center, for instance, where basketball practices, I mean, you got to jump through all kinds of hoops to even get in uh, to watch. So, uh, the players get tested every day. They've had pretty, you know, pretty limited uh, issues with it. And, uh, you know, I think, again, being at Illinois, we're in a great spot here because uh, the methods they've come up with to test and get results and screen everybody has been really, really effective. And final question, uh, not to put you on the spot, but I get to put you on the spot. So uh, <laughs> eight games, uh, what do you think? How, how good can the Illini be this year? Well, they can be very good. Uh, you know, the schedule, they, they do the, the two games they play. Uh, well, one of the crossover games is Ohio State, of course, at home. Uh, that's obviously a, a tall order. You do play the other one at Rutgers. Uh, that's certainly uh, in the empty stadiums. Who knows? That home field advantage is, is gone uh, as far as that goes. And we're going to see that, I think, tonight. You know, normally you've got 80,000 Badger fans wearing red. They're doing the fourth the quarter jump around. It's a it's a really intimidating atmosphere, and that won't be there. I mean, it's going to be an empty stadium. And so uh, I think that certainly works to Illinois' advantage. Uh, they've got the experience on offense, on the offensive line. Uh, secondary is deep and experienced. Still some questions with the defensive line, but, um, you know, you've got Wisconsin. You've got, um, you know, Minnesota, Purdue. Uh, those are all toss-up games that certainly, um, you know, they, they beat Purdue last year. Uh, this is a team that could finish over 500 and maybe a couple of games above uh, if everything works uh, the way you think it can with this team. But I'll uh, paraphrase all that or uh, parentheses all that, Dan, by saying, you know, as you found out with the Cardinals this year, you never know. You never know. Uh, you know, what happens if there's a COVID outbreak? What happens if uh, this happens or that happens? It's been so unpredictable all year that, uh, you know, in most normal situations, you might have a clue as to where you're headed. But uh, but I think optimistically, they are. They have a potential here to to have a really, really good season. You do such a great job. Can't wait to listen in tonight. And uh, thank you so much for your time and good luck this season. Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate you. And uh, thanks for having me on anytime. You got it. That's Brian Barnhart.